Your skill's worthy of a general. And if you want to fight, fight with me. One to one, man to man. Much more fair. Agree? Right. Whatever you say. Hey, what's going on, people? This is Just Lee. Back again with Hands Down Chin Up Radio. I'm sitting here with uh, a very special guest by the name of Robbie Tovar. Uh, say what's up, Robbie. What is up? What's going on? So where are you coming out from? Where I'm you, uh, coming from Indiana. Came to see uh, one of my protégés, Julian Chu, would do his thing here at the Wild Card Gym. And uh, very proud, proud moment of me because he's really doing great things here. And it's uh, pretty much checking out California too. That's what's <laughs> up. So uh, for those of you that don't know and are just tuning in, uh, we're uh, recording live from Santa Monica, California at the uh, Wild Card West Boxing Gym and, uh, and uh, uh, happened to meet uh, with uh, uh, happened to meet with Robbie uh, just a few days ago, and uh, he was telling me uh, about how uh, started Julian off on his uh, on his uh, on quest. his journey and his yeah. quest in boxing, uh, but also you have your own quest and your own uh, your own story to tell. So let's uh, let's start with how you got started with boxing. I was 15 years old, and uh, I got off the school bus, and me and this kid got in a street fight in this Golden Glove boxer's yard. And uh, he pulled us apart and said, if you guys think you're so tough, come and hit this bag for three minutes, which at the time I was thinking three minutes went by pretty quick. So I said, I'll go hit that bag for three minutes. I hit it for about 30 seconds and I was gassed. So then he said, come back tomorrow and I'll show you how to ride. That's where it all started. He introduced me to a coach named Sherman Depew, And then I started going to the fights, winning tournaments. And just doing my thing after that. Right on. Uh, and was that out uh, out in Texas, where you're in, originally from? Uh, in Indiana. Indiana. I did some fights in Texas, but uh, most of my amateur fights was in Indiana. That's what's up. And uh, uh, so you've been out in Indiana for quite a while. Uh, you did your amateur career there. You've probably done a bunch of Golden Gloves, I'm sure. Yep, Golden yeah. Gloves, Silver Gloves, Junior Olympics, uh, Black Expo. Right on. And then, uh, and then at what point did you decide to go pro? How did that all well, like I was saying earlier, in my 20s, I was just too much. I was out there, you know, partying and just doing too much, too much of the bad things. I wasn't disciplined enough. Then in my 30s, uh, one of my cousins was killed, shot and killed in a bar. And then I guess at that point in my life, I decided, you know, I can't do what I got to do. I got to do what I got to do now. I can't wait till for it to come to me. I got to make it happen, you know. Right and like on. I tried to teach Julian and he's been doing everything I've been taught taught him so far was, you know, you don't talk about it, you be about it, you know. I mean if you want something you go out and go for it. You just don't sit there and talk about it, you be about it. Right, right. And uh uh how did you discover Julian? What was uh He was coming to the gym and uh he was just, you know, messing around at first, just you know, wanting to take pictures and at that time put it on MySpace and I said, Hey man, if you wanna be a fighter, you come and fight. You don't come and you know you just don't talk about it. You come and be about it. You know, we don't need no, you know, MySpace fighters because that was MySpace back then. And, you know, taking your pictures and stuff because I told him, you know, you don't, like me, I don't play boxing. I live boxing, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's what I do. I don't play boxing. Boxing's not something you play with. Life's a game. Boxing's serious, you know. That's what's up, man. And, uh... And, and and so let's go back to uh, to your own career and, and, and you coming up. Uh, uh, you decided to go pro and, and, and it was due to uh, an altercation with your brother, uh, my cousin, cousin mm-hmm. who uh, passed away unfortunately. And uh, and uh, it prompted you to, to, to go into pro fighting, but at what age? I was 32 years old, didn't really turn 33. And I remember everybody was telling me that 
you're you know you're too old you yeah, because everybody that used to saw saw me back in the day that would see me out, you know, partying and doing the wrong things, they thought it was over for me. That I was just gonna be some, you know, some pug off the street that didn't couldn't amount to anything. But then I decided, you know, at that point in my life, I needed to make something. And with this boxing thing, was the best thing I knew because I didn't know how to sing or dance. So I said, I'm gonna know how to fight. So <laughs> that's the only thing I knew was, you know, and so I had my first pro fight. The promoter liked to see what I was made of because I. You know, I brought entertainment to the ring, not just, you know, the fight. I brought entertainment to it. And uh, after that, I just started, you know, having fight after fight after fight. And then along with that, I I, I did all kinds of different uh, programs. How, how many uh, pro fights? If you I've got 22. Okay. I'm 15 and 7. Right on. So you were saying about programs? Or? Oh, I got a, uh, uh, I go to the schools and talk to kids. It's an anti-drug, anti-gang program called FIST, which stands for Fighters Involved in Straight Talking Students. And um, I go to, to, I started, you know, elementary school kids and I go to high schools and I just talk to kids about, you know, not talking about it, being about it. If they got something they want to do in their life, don't matter if it's, you know, they love art, you know, do something in art. If it could be tattoos or it could be, you know, an actual art gallery type deal. But, you know, just don't dream about it, just make it happen. Right on, right on. And so uh, did that lead you into coaching eventually? Or yeah, yeah I've, I've always coached along with my, my boxing because our gym consisted of, uh, of uh, you know, boxing and uh, a lot of youth around the area was, you know, getting in trouble too, as Julian. And so I just would, you know, scoop them in and show them they could be something, you know. And um, another thing about our gym program is that it's absolutely free. I don't charge a dime. I, uh, what I do is I teach kids, you know, the discipline about life in general. I got two rules about when they come into my gym. First, never give up. Two, always put your stuff back where you got it. Right. <laughs> Those are my two simple <laughs> rules I have in my gym. And, and uh, uh, that's amazing, man. I mean, it, it, to really boil it down to two rules, I mean, because when they, when they put that... You know, they mm -hmm. build those habits. I mean, it, 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 all, yep. it all comes together yep. in the end. Um, I wanted to say, though, uh, with regards to the gym, how do you make money if you're not charging? Oh, we take donations. Donations come in. And in my pro days, when I uh, used to put a lot of my sponsors on me, you know, I was like a NASCAR. I'd have sponsors this and sponsor that all over <laughs> me. A lot of those guys, you know, they always uh, believed in me. Uh, and then I always gave back to them, so they gave back to me. And to our club, you know, with the gloves. And I also work with a lot with the police enforcement on a... Uh, it's called Slugfest 911, where the firefighters fight the police officers. So a lot of the police officers that come to work out the gym, they know they donate their their gloves and sometimes their time even with the gym. So oh wow wow, and it all everyone makes it happen. Yep. So it, it really is a community thing. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, uh, where's that where's that gym at? What's In Lafayette, it Indiana. It's called Taz's House of Pain. Taz's House of Pain. Yeah, because I'm known as the Taz Mexican Devil. <laughs> okay, and that's that's an interesting story too. That how you got your nickname? Yeah, um, uh, Vinny Pazienza. Uh, he was five-time world champion, which he's got a movie coming out in November called Bleed for This. Looks uh, like it's going to be a blockbuster. Yeah, I, I yeah. think so. It's going. Miles yeah. Teller looks like he's going to play a very good part in it. And uh, yeah, like I said, he uh, I, actually me and Vinny became friends later on in life, which is very cool. My sports hero becoming my actual friend. That's incredible, yeah. man. Yeah, when I was 15 years old, I remember reading a article in Sports Illustrated about him and then I was like wow this guy and then I actually saw one of his fights and I was locked in I said this guy is going to be what I'm going to be when I you know when I grow up so and he actually is my friend now actually I just texted him a little bit ago and uh, well, I got Mike Lee here working out for a fight and uh, him and Mike Lee know each other so. oh wow wow uh, um, and so uh, 
did you how did you meet Vinny or was that uh, he was a, at a fight in Chicago with a fighter he was training and I went up to him and I showed him a tattoo that I got which is right here the with Taz the, Devil yep and he looked at me because we were talking on MySpace back then when MySpace was popular and uh, he gave me his phone number so I called him one time and it, he didn't answer it sounded like it was like a fan page or whatever so I went up to him at the at the fight in Chicago years later and I showed him the tattoo he was like, hey, you're the Taz Mexican Devil. And he knew me, and I was like, scrub. You know, I, was oh, yeah. I said, my sports hero, my boxing hero knows who I am. And then we gave hugs, and we well, we drank beer, and we just talked. And, you know, he uh, always around beautiful women. Vinny Pazian's always got beautiful women around him. And that was really cool. <laughs> that's, and, that's hard not to. <laughs> yeah, to hate on. Yeah, to know? hate on, for sure. And and and, uh, and then ever since then you guys been real cool, huh? Real man? tight, you know. Yeah. And yeah. and you recently uh, you recently uh, went with each other to. to the, uh, yeah, he invited me to the Muhammad Ali funeral with him, uh, which is an invitation only, and it was really cool. Uh, I got to meet like Larry Holmes and uh, Mike Tyson, Will Smith. And it was really, it was really, it was a good uh, experience. Good, yeah, good experience and a good way to see what Muhammad Ali was all about. Oh, right on, right on. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> um, and so, um, uh, uh, going back to the uh, going back to the gym. Uh, how many fighters do you got out there right now? I got about I got fifteen girls that I work as an exercise program. Then I got probably ten to fifteen kids, ages fifteen and under, that are uh, coming up in the ranks. They, you know, they're doing the silver gloves. They wanted the gold gloves, junior Olympics, and. You know, just get these kids, you know, something to strive for. Oh, right on, right on. Uh, and uh, and how many fighters have come out of that gym, Ward? Oh, a lot. A lot. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't tell you. Even. Yeah, I, we have a, a guy that was in the um, 96 Olympic team, Darnell Wilson. He's also a coach now with us, too. He was on the same team with Floyd Mayweather and all them in 96 in Atlanta. Uh, real good guy. He uh, he helps me out a lot. You know, without me and him together, putting our because we have the same attitude about you know making making it right for the kids to uh, to be forward. You know, be straight. And, you right. know, so you know, so uh, um, it, aside from the fact that you've had a pretty pretty successful coach as a career in terms of uh, um, pumping out uh, a number of people into the sports uh, into the sport. Um, your your core message has never really called you've already always kind of drive the same core message of, of being what you're about yep. and be don't talk about it be, be about, about it straight up yep. uh, um, would you say that that uh, that philosophy and life and, and everything is that something that you uh, uh, that you try to drive home with these kids and did they take it into other areas or? oh definitely yeah. I've got kids that are that were around Julian's age too that uh, they, I've got one kid. He's in a uh, he's in a, a, a Spanish band, and he's got CDs out already. I got another kid that was in the army. And now he's doing all kinds of stuff, you know, for wounded soldiers. And he, you know, guys take that message that I have. Don't talk about it. Be about it. And I've had him come back to me and tell me, you know, thank you, coach, for applying that to me because that's what got me going to life. And you know, that means a lot to me, especially now with Julian doing this here at the Wild Card West. Um, I had a guy pull me off to the side and says, I don't know what you did to this kid, but 
whatever you did, I'm glad you did because he passed it on to me. And I just, you know, that, that means a lot to me. He, he certainly, I mean, uh, Julian, I'm probably like maybe 10 years Julian's elder, but he definitely did it to me too. You know what I mean? So in some, in some, in some way, down, it trickled too. down. Yeah, yeah, man. Real yeah, cool. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, are the, so what are some of the things that uh, uh, you do with the kids in terms of like uh, uh, toughening them uh, mentally and uh, first, I when they come to the gym, like I said, I, I make sure that, that they know that they never give up. That's the number one rule. If they're running, they're skipping rope, they don't give up. I mean, you get tired, but you don't quit till that bell rings. That's just playing so that's just how life is. You don't and, quit. And if they do quit, do you, I, 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 I make them do it again, do it again. It's a rep, rep, boxing's repetition. Right. That's what, how, how life is too. But the thing is, you gotta take things in strides and just, like I say, they get tired. Of course, everybody's gonna get tired, but you just keep going to that bell rings. That's, that's the end. But it gets better, they progress to be better. And I, I always say, you know, it's not perfection, it's progression. I was on one out of them. Right, like, right. Like they can only do one round one day. Tomorrow they're going to do two. The next day they're going to do three. And it's progression, not perfection. Progression. Right, right, right. So, uh, so in the sense of like you're not you're not beating into them like oh you got to be this way that no, way. No, 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 no. Uh, like my father, he boxed in the army, but he never. He was very proud of me uh, that I became a boxer and especially professional because he was amateur. Uh, but he never pressed upon me. Hey, you got a box, you got a box. He let me love the sport, which I'm glad, you know, he did because it made me appreciate it a lot more because I see a lot of coaches that are dads that they press it in their, their kids. You got to do this, you got to do that. And they kind of got burned out. They just right. are like, you know, well, this has been pressed in my head all my life. And it's just like, maybe I want to do something else, but I can't because my parents want me to do this. Right. My parent, my dad was never like that. He just... He let me love the sport for what it was, and I'm glad I appreciate the sport. Amazing. And uh, uh, how did how did you get through those kind of earlier uh, those that early part of your career where it's like there's no money in it? And I just love the sport. I love the sport of boxing. You did know, you have a gym that was letting you come train? Yep, and, yep, yep, yep. Just in the gym. That's why I I don't charge kids because the coach that taught me never charged me a dime. You know, our gym is not as immaculate as some of the gyms around. Uh, but we have what we need, you know, we have punching bags, we have, uh, you know, the speed bag, we have jump ropes, we have gloves, and you got me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's about that, it, yeah, yeah. That's all you need. That's what's up, man. Uh, where can people find you online? Or? They can find me on Facebook under Robbie Tovar, T-O-V-A-R. And, uh, that's and make sure you have more than one picture, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I will not accept you if you give me some fake profile. <laughs> we... <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, is that, do you do an Instagram or? Uh... I got Instagram too, yes. Yeah, so yeah. You can give me on Instagram, uh, Robbie Tovar too. And uh, I'm also, my email's TazMexicanDevil. Right on. Com, so. Awesome, man. Uh, real pleasure talking to you. You too. All right. All the best of luck. Thank you, bro. Yeah.